Hey guys, welcome to Game Changers Podcast. This is Harsh. And this is AJ. Our purpose is to connect you with the city's entrepreneurs, creators, and game changers. And we want to share their stories and experiences with you, and hopefully that will help you in your journey. Today we have Lolly Tour with us, founder of Upna Hockey and Upna Sports International. How are you doing, Lolly? Pretty good, boys. Uh, I just want to say thank you for uh, letting me come on board. Um, sure. It's my first podcast as well, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, let's take it for a rip. And it's first. It's our first as well. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Lolly, start by telling your listeners who aren't aware of what up and hockey is. Describe a little bit about what you do, and I guess uh, how far you've come. It's been a crazy ride, to be honest. Uh, I started a couple of years ago um, it, in spring 2017, and it's just been a roller coaster since. Um, so up and hockey itself, I hopefully like. You know, we got some different ethnicities uh, listening in on this, but Apna in Punjabi means uh, our. And uh, it's not just limited just to our, like, our community, but we try to make it as diverse as possible just because that's how we want to operate. Um, but Apna Hockey uh, is started off, honestly, as a, a camp-based initiative for our community. It's something that I lacked growing up. And I thought there was a need for it, right? Our community loves hockey, right? And there's so many kids coming up, you know, in minor hockey here in Edmonton, uh, Vancouver, Toronto, all over Canada, to be honest, even down in the States. Mm -hmm. And I feel that they need that infrastructure, right? That mentorship, that guidance that me personally, I never had growing up. Yeah. So I guess tell us what you do today, like with Up in Hockey, where Up in Hockey is at today to give our viewers a bit of a background. Yeah. Um, Fast forwarded to today, uh, we are making our board of directors right now, uh, we're nowhere near where we want to be, right? I mean, we started off as such a, it was such a um, simple, um, it was just a simple camp, right? It was something that um, I severely needed. And I'll get into, you know, I'm just going to go into it right now. And yeah, go ahead. It's kind of the reason why we started this, right? Yeah. I think uh, to understand up hockey is to understand the reasons why. Because there's always that why. It wasn't just like a great idea I just woke up with one day and said, hey, we should pursue this. Um, it honestly wasn't. It was an accumulation of a lot of struggles, actually. So tell us what the journeys look like for you know a 20-year-old university student, and now you're at um, 25 and um, you know building that brand where you have offices in you know based out of Edmonton, but expanding to Vancouver, Calgary, yeah. India, um, Vancouver. Um, and just like slowly all over North America yeah. and you know um, so you guys have expanded so much you know you said you know, yeah. signing 40 plus players and just building that community yeah and we've seen so much uh, so many good hockey players across Canada and in the States but let's uh, let's rewind it back right yeah at the age of 20 yeah. Yeah. Um, I was in a different mind place at the age of 24 I kind of matured and I was ready to take that step but the journey actually started when I was four years old. Really? Yeah. That's when it first started, right? It first started when um, somehow my dad, who was uh, like most others, an immigrant from uh, Punjab, India. Uh, he immigrated over to Canada when he was about 17, 18. So the thing with him was he actually grew up watching, you know, Gretzky, Paul Coffey, um, all, all those Oilers greats, you know, winning cup after cup. Yeah. And when I was born in 1992, the first thing he did was put me on skates. And uh, I think that's a very, and I'm very fortunate and very privileged actually to have uh, played the sport. And, um, and that's where the journey started, 
right? It didn't start when I started up in hockey. It started when I was a kid, right? And um, the struggles is, is just, there, there were a lot of struggles. So walk us through right? that. Like, you've kind of given us the background. You started playing hockey when you are young. Yeah. So walk us through your upbringing a little bit, and yeah. then we'll get to, I guess, how you uh, ended up in hockey. How we started up in hockey, yeah, for sure. Um, started when I was four. Uh, a few years later, I for some reason, I was always a really good skater. Uh, my dad put me on the ice, he put on his own skates, and my dad fell, and he never put skates on again. <laughs> Yet, for some reason, I was zipping around, this is way back in the day, I remember, Castle Downs Outdoor Rink. Yeah. That's where I first started. Uh, we got our equipment from a garage sale, right? We didn't have a whole lot of money back in the day, but you know what? I think that's the type of memories you have, right? Um, you know, an immigrant dad that struggled, you know, to put me on the ice, and that's what I love about it. Right. Um, my dad's passion really came out. Right. And you can see it through me and with what I do now. And yeah, like when I was like six, seven, we got enrolled into minor hockey here in Edmonton. Um, I wanted to be a goalie, actually. So I actually played forward. But I started off as a goalie because I was obsessed with, you know, the, the artwork on there. Uh, the mask, the yeah. you know, the NHL, Curtis Joseph. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I loved it. Right. So. I was I started as a goalie and I had the uh, the equipment on and I was enrolled in my first year and we're doing warm ups right yeah. on the ice. The problem was with all my hockey equipment, like the goalie equipment that that I had on, I was lapping every other player. Really. So the coach went up to my dad and said, uh, "Mr. Tour, I think I don't think your son should be a goalie necessarily. I think you should." Uh, Drive forward, yeah, right, because yeah. he is a really good skater, and uh, that's kind of where it started. Uh, by the time I was eight years old, uh, I was already kind of grouped up with uh, some of the best hockey players in Alberta. Yeah, um, I was skating with. Uh, I was actually chosen to be um, one summer uh, to be represent uh, Team Alberta. Really, at the age of uh, eight, yep, at the age of eight, and we did a. We went down to Vancouver, and that was my first real taste of good competition. Right. Um, I actually played against uh, one of the few South Asian players. I actually played at the age of eight. I played against Kevin Sunder, who is my age. And he actually is a player that was drafted in 2010 yeah. to the NHL, Buffalo third round. Really? Yeah. And I played against him and me and my dad were like, wow, there's another South Asian player. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it's crazy because he was leading the whole tournament in scoring. So we were like, where did this guy come from? Because I wasn't used to it, right? And I never really played with uh, too many South Asians growing up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That was probably one of my best memories because after that, there was a lot of struggles. Um, at the age of 10, there's a tournament here in Edmonton that's called the Brick Tournament. It happens at West Edmonton Mall every year. Yeah. And uh, me personally, I, I grew up on the north side of Edmonton, so northwest. And the team that I would play with would always, you know, start off in tier one, but it would, because there wasn't enough skill, we'd end up in tier uh, two or three, right? And the problem with that was it wasn't really good for my development. Right. So my dad's business was in St. Albert, so we were like, why don't we go play, you know, ask St. Albert Minor Hockey, why don't we go play with them? And, you know, before the season, we talked to the organization, they said, yeah, it's fine, you have a business here, we can use that as the address, you know, come on board. Yeah. I went to tryouts that year. I was in Adam, so I was about 10 years old. Uh, the first tryout, I scored eight goals in one game. Really? Yeah. In two <laughs> games, I had, I think, 12 goals. Yeah. Everybody was like, where did this guy come from, right? 
Who is this kid? Uh, who is this kid? Like, where did he come from? And yeah, made tier one, was having a great season. And again, always animosity, right? From not from the players, because I had a lot of good friends on that player, on that team. And yeah. I still do have friends from that team. But some of the uh, the parents, the coaches, that's where it started. I was actually kicked off that team halfway through the season. What for? It was this animosity and like the reason you eventually got kicked off. Like- I don't ever want to say what it was, but there was animosity towards, I guess, the skill that I was playing at, right? The skill level that I had, right? Um, Just and, and, and they saw it, you know, in tryouts, and they made it a big deal that hey. These people don't live in St. Albert. Their business is in St. Albert. Right, right. That's where the organization, again, got involved. The parents, the coaches, and they eventually made a decision, you know, for me as a 10-year-old, that I should be uh, kicked off that team. I got kicked off that team, and I was also neglected the chance to try out for Brick, for the Brick team, which is, as a 10-year-old, the pinnacle Right? Yeah. Every great hockey player plays in the Brick Tournament. PK Subban, Brendan Gallagher, who really? I actually used to play with. Lots of players play in that tournament. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, Steven, Johnny Hockey actually plays in play really? too. Lots of like famous NHL players mm-hmm. come to Edmonton as 10 year olds yeah. and they participate in this tournament. I wasn't even allowed to try out for the team. Yeah. That's right? brutal. Man. That was the first time um, I really felt it. And that's a 10 year old. And some of the nice parents on the team. They were like, uh, Lolly, you should, you shouldn't, you should speak about what just happened, right? So uh, there's a former Edmonton Oiler from St. Albert. His name is Brian Benning. Um, you guys might know him because uh, his son Matt Benning plays on the Oilers right now. Right. Yeah. And uh, I still remember this. I was a ten year old kid. I, you know, I could barely, you know, I'm very, I was very shy growing up. Yeah. Right. Um, me and my dad went to Brian Benning's house. And I was so shy, I actually wrote a letter and I told him, you know, what happened that year and why I got kicked off and like what was going on. Because I had friends on that team, right? No 10-year-old should go through that. Yeah. Right? Be ripped off a team, right? You know, I had friends on that team and all that kind of stuff. And I talked to Brian as a 10-year-old, you know, a former Edmonton Oiler, about what happened. And even Brian said it, right? And he's like, Lolly, God gave you talent right he's like god gave you a talent how to skate yeah and the funny thing is i still got my legs right i'm 27 now i still have the legs you know it's for you know like playing with all my buddies but (laughs) brian's like don't stop right he's like this is just and the thing is he was right he said this is just the start of it yeah right he's like keep pushing through right there's gonna stuff like that's gonna happen right and i didn't know what i got myself into because that kid that fell in love with hockey you know at the age of four I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. Right? And that was my first struggle. Um, that was the first hurdle. Okay. So I think before we get into, obviously, that's like the start of your the struggles. First, but and then we still got two more to get through. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it is a process. I mean, taking I, a yeah. little break from that, I yeah. want to shine some light on your dad, you know? Yeah. Um, you, met, you, you keep mentioning him a couple of times, you know, in St. Albert, him starting out, you know? Seems like he was always present in every moment yeah. when you're pursuing this sport. And I think... You know, obviously parents are a huge factor in that kind of guidance and that kind of support. And it is rare in our community, especially because sports aren't looked at as like a yeah. viable career option. But it seems like your dad was always there and trying to, you know, be the supporting and empowering figure that you needed. Definitely. Uh, dad was the reason. Yeah, that is the reason why I played. Yeah. 
uh, dad's support was relentless, right? He would always be there to stand up for me, but I even saw it, right? Like, I mean, when those struggles happen, like, I still remember dad being the only South Asian, you know, in the stands, mm-hmm. parents don't talk to him. Yeah. Right. And it's hard to see it, see that, right. He went through that. He went through a lot of stuff. Like he was so passionate about me just because of the player that I was, right. He saw something in me. Right. right. And he knew other people saw something in me. Right. But you know, he felt hindrances, right? just how I did. Yeah. Right. But, um, and just like, to, just to make that point about, um, harsh about, you know, parents, you know, it being very unique that yeah. he would put me in hockey. I definitely feel so privileged to actually play. And like, right? I think even in sports, you know, time is so crucial. Like, you know, these kids at that play at that level of the NHL, you know, they're training, like you said, you know, at the age of four and five and, um, you know, your dad was giving you that opportunity in, at that young age so you can become a, 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 an amazing player. And you did end up, you know, playing AAA. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, moving off of that, you know, let's go into your future. Just like you said, you know, that was the start of your struggles. Yeah, that so. was the start of the struggles, right? Yeah. And uh, that was there right from the start. Yeah. And he didn't know what he was getting himself into. Yeah. I surely did not because I was just a kid. But, yeah, after that, um, next came up uh, Bantam AAA. Right. Bantam Triple A is a big year. How old are you? Uh, at Bantam Triple A, usually for first year, you're 13. Okay. Right? So, first year, I went into Bantam Triple A tryouts. I actually tried out it as a 12-year-old just yeah. to get an idea of, you know, how I sized up and stuff. Yeah. Um, almost made the double A team as an underage. Really? Yeah. And uh, the following year, um, we uh, yeah tried out for Bantam Triple A, CAC. Um, my first year, like, ripped it up in uh, tryouts. And it just came down to, I was like one of the last cuts. And the reason why I was one of the last cuts was not for a good reason, right? Like the, there was a player on the team actually who everybody knew he uh, had some knee problems. Um, he was, you know, injured fairly, you know, com- commonly actually. Like yeah. every other game, he barely was in tryouts. Yeah. So they kept a player <clears throat> over me in my first year of bound AAA that legit quit the team two weeks later. Right, they sent me down to double. Right, they invited me up that season for I think a couple of AAA games. Yeah, but there was a spot on that roster for an un- for a first year player that was that was supposed to be me. Yeah. Right, and it's tough. Right, the coaches make those decisions. Right, but everybody knew. Right, and I still remember this. I was only thirteen at the time. I still remember that. Right, I got cut for a kid that quit the team two weeks later. And, like, would you say there was, like, kind of a racial undertone to that, too? Or? Um, I wouldn't say it was. Um, it could have been, right? But, um, again, I never like to use that term. Right. Because I let the, my, my experience and my struggles to yeah. just let it be. So right? why do you think that is, like, what, let's so go a yeah. bit deeper into, you know, um, the struggles. Like, what's the reason behind it? Like, what's in society or maybe in the sports community, maybe specifically it's, in hockey? What's the issue here? The issue, well, I mean, we will get into that. Because, like, with the work that I do today, yeah. right. that's what we're well, that's what we're addressing. Yeah. Right? That's what we're working mm-hmm. on, right? How do we how do we make the game of hockey diverse? Mm-hmm. How do we make it friendly for other ethnicities? Yeah. Right? So kids don't have to go through what I did. 
right? So we'll get into that. I, I, we're going to answer yeah, that question. That's Hockey, Hockey actually answered that question. Okay. Right? And we're just doing the build-up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're, and you're really going to start to understand where the passion comes from. Yeah. Right? It comes from a very dark place for me personally. Yeah. Right? And, you know, AAA, whatever, spent a year in AA. Yeah. Um, you know, had a good season. Uh, one of the same coaches returned for, you know, the next season to coach. And... You know, obviously, I made Bantam Triple A the next year, and Bantam, the second year of Bantam Triple A is very important. You're 14; that's going to be your uh, WHL draft if right. you play in Western Canada. So, if you perform really well, you get drafted to the WHL, right? And, and eventually, that's your one way. That's a certain stream you can get to the NHL. Yeah. Right. You get drafted, play a year of midget, and then you go play for your WHL team. And then, you know, when you're 17, 18, when you're 18, you get drafted to the NHL. Right. That whole year was a complete talk show, right? It was a complete mess. Um, it honestly just started in tryouts, right? I was expecting, you know, last cut, you know, from the year previous year, you know, I'd be treated, you know, with a little bit more, um, kind of like a little bit more respect. Right? Yeah. You know, like, um, you know, last cut comes in, you know, I'm one of the older players, right? I have the experience. And the coach, it just took me by surprise. And this is the way the season went, was... Um, Again, last meeting before the last cuts, and he's, he, I, I, I remember this vividly, he looks at me in the eye, it's just me and him sitting in a, in a room, and he's like, Lolly, you're really lucky to be on this team. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there thinking, wait, what? And he's like, you're going to be on this team, but just, just know you're really lucky to be on this team. So how do you feel when someone, like, how did you feel in that moment? I was, and the thing is, um, I, I shouldn't have taken it the, the, the wrong way, right? I mean, he said that with intent, and I felt the intent. I understood why he said it. But what happened that year, I should have went out to prove him wrong, right? Yeah. I was bottom, I barely played that year. I was benched, and my ass was basically stapled to the bench. Yeah. Um, and it's the thing is, like, my attitude... Uh, my dad's attitude, you know, instead of trying to prove him wrong, we, we gave him. And that's where I really wish I had a mentor, right? Someone older than me, someone yeah. I could talk to, someone that, you know, is from the same community as me. Right. right. But back then, it was just me, right? I was the only, I think I was one of two South Asian bound AAA players in all of Alberta. Really? Oh, and the other one was from Calgary, actually. Right? So, who was I supposed to talk to, Right. That season has to be one of the toughest seasons because at the end, I wasn't drafted anywhere, right? I didn't go, you know, I wasn't drafted. I didn't get, you know, calls from other teams. I was kind of just focused on the next season now, yeah. right? And that really hurt. That season really hurt me. After the, after the stuff that happened when I was 10 years old, 14 was the next struggle. Right? And then, so that's your second struggle, right? Yeah. Take us to your third struggle. We've... We're kind of the third one, you know what? Uh, you start changing your goals, right? Yeah. You know, like growing up, obviously every kid wants to play in the NHL, yeah, right? Yeah. right? But you know, by the time you're 14, you get to understand maybe you know NHL is not the right goal. Maybe it's to get a scholarship, yeah, right? pursue education, and that was my next goal, right? I wanted to pursue uh, NCAA scholarship or a scholarship here locally in uh, Edmonton yeah. or in Canada. And, you know, that's a different route, right? So you go, you play midget AAA, and you go to play junior A. Yeah. Which is basically uh, tier two junior. Okay. Right? 
So tier one is WHL, yeah. tier two is basically junior A. Yeah. The thing is, I was actually, so the next year I traveled for the midget 15 AAA team, because um, after bound AAA you go to midget, uh, the whole organization just first cut, I was out. Really? They just kicked me out of the season. It was just like, it was just, it was like just get out of here. Yeah. And I was basically left, because I, I had to play club hockey, right? Yeah. I had to play for a team that, you know, plays at the highest level, right? So we went to uh, uh, Northeast, right? So I started playing for the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Right? I got into run AAA there. And, you know, I got into a junior A team as well, yeah. right? So um, the junior A team that I was with uh, for three years was the St. Albert Steel. Right. Right. And every, you know, I'd go there for uh, camp every September, right? And it wasn't, you know, I was going to make it. I knew I was going to make it right away. Yeah. Right. But it's what happened in midget. So after I tried out for the junior A team, yeah. you know, I would get cut and then I'd go back to midget. Guess who showed up in my second year of midget? For my AAA. The same out. coach from back in the day? Bam, 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 yeah. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> right. And, you know, I'm at, I'm 16 at the time now. You yeah. know, I'm in high school. And I'm like, you know what? New attitude, right? I, I me personally, like, I felt that there was unfinished finished business um, for us to, uh, for me to prove, right? Went into tryouts, you know, ripped it up. When I scored like five, six goals in, you know, two, three games I was there. Yeah. Come in for a meeting after the two, three games, and I was just cut right away. And it's tough. It's really hard because you settle goals, you train over the summer, you put money, you put effort into what you want to be. And they just came in, they cut me again for midget double, midget triple A, my second year midget. And I played midget double that year. So, I'll like so outline the significance of that. Like, what does that cut mean for your hockey future? It basically means that, you know, before you go into junior A, you should play a trip year of triple A. Yeah. Midget, right? And having that experience, playing against those players also, uh, you know, playing against uh, high-end talent makes you better. Yeah. Right? Your hockey IQ, right? The level of competition you're playing against, right? Because once you get to junior A, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit higher. Yeah. Right? So, you want to be ready. So I was stuck playing uh, midget double A at the age of 16. And for my last year of midget, um, same coaches, right? The funny thing was I go to junior A trials, they cut me, they're like, you know what, Lolly, put get that midget triple A year in, right? Yeah. Work hard and get that in. Same thing. Right? I mean, I was actually I went I got in I, I was playing exhibition games with my junior A team yeah. at the time. And there was kids that um, I had, I had a, um, a buddy of mine, actually, who played on the same midget team as me. He got cut early in junior A trials. Yeah. And he was sent back to midget AAA. I was playing, um, I was playing exhibition games with the junior A team, the St. Albert team. And then they cut me. And then I got sent back. So I, I was sent back after him to midget. Right. He ended up made, making midget AAA. And I got cut again. That's tough. So I guess obviously all those experiences and yeah. obviously as a young kid it puts you in a dark place, right? It's really demotivating. And yeah. So how did you I guess fast forwarding to, you know, the idea of Apna hockey? So how did you take all that, you know, all those negative experiences, all that energy and how did you you know, because obviously now that was that's really powerful energy, right? All those experiences are really powerful. Yeah. 
So how did you channel that into becoming, you know, up in hockey now and just creating that? How did you come up with that idea? What was like the seed of your inspiration? Yeah. yeah. The seed is, the reason why I started this is because, first of all, no kid should ever go through what I did. That's first and foremost, right? No kid should ever go through what I did and go through those struggles, through parents, through organizations, through coaching, through whatever that is. That kid should have a mentor. That kid should have an outlet. That kid yeah. should have someone they can talk to, right? That was my first thing. And it honestly, it took, and Arsh knows this too, Hockey, hockey did not stop when start when I stopped hockey, right? I stopped, I stopped playing competitively in 2011. Yeah. Right? After um, I was with the Grand McCune Griffins for a bit. And I kind of just went towards uh, more academia, right? At that point, I started university. But Hapna Hockey was actually not even around until 2014. And even at 2014, when I started it, I don't think it was for the right reasons either. Because nothing had been done for another two, two three years in 20, up until 2017. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> And it's sometimes, man, this is when it comes to like personal development, right? Understanding who you are is a big thing. I think some people just don't understand who they are, you know, for a whole lifetime, to be honest, hmm. right? Understanding who you are, what your negative, negative, negative tendencies are, your positive tendencies. Um, it takes a lot of self-reflection. Sometimes it takes someone to really, you know, let you know who you are, like bluntly yeah. to your face, even if you don't like. Do you have a moment of that? Yeah, I've had a moment. Actually, yeah. one of my good, one of my close cousins. Uh, he actually told me he's like, "Lolly, I remember when you had this idea of up the hockey. You're, you know, we were sitting in his basement, and he's like, it came from a very place of it was from jealousy, right? It's like, Lolly, no one knew Lolly growing up. No one mentored Lolly. Yeah. No one helped Lolly growing up. It was just me and my dad. So I'm gonna show the world." who Lali is. Yeah. But that's not the right mindset. Right? And I would always be that person that always talked about up in hockey from 2014 to 2017. Always say, oh yeah, I used to play AAA back in the day. You know, like not giving, you know, uh, you know, being full of myself. Yeah. Right? And one day, you know, my, this very same cousin that, you know, we started up in hockey, like the, the idea in 2014, you know, in 2017, he's like, Lolly, you just, you're a talker, right? You're not a walker. Yeah. Talk the walk. Yeah. Right? You say you want to do this, and, you know, obviously, I, I got into an argument with him, and, again, it wasn't for the right reason. Fast forward to 2017. Um, now, done my Bachelor of Science degree from the University of Alberta. Yeah. Um, Current at the time, I was actually studying for the GMAT exam, which is for the Masters of Business Administration program. Right, the MBA. Yeah, MBA yeah. program. Yeah. Um, and uh, my uh, prep teacher was a professor from Nate. And right. He's a Punjabi guy. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And um, brilliant guy. And honestly, what happened was uh, towards the end of the semester, um, I was like, hey, man, look, I'll take you to the Northern's game. Right? So we went to the Oilers game. You know, and throughout the whole Oilers game, he's like, oh, you used to play, right? Can't you, like, he's like, can't you be on the ice? Yeah. And I'm like, no, man. I was like, my playing days are over. <laughs> right? And I started talking about, again, just how we're talking about my struggles, right? I, I talked about exactly what happened throughout my hockey career. 
And I told him about the idea, right? What Akno Hockey is. And um, he's like, Bobby, what are you doing about it? Right? He's like, that's a great idea. I was like, um, I'm not doing anything, to be honest. It's just an idea. He's like, Lali, why is it an idea? He's like, don't you think you could go out and help kids from our community? Because he's like, I know there's a lot of players here locally now. Yeah. Why can't you be a coach, a mentor, guide them, support them? And I'm like, he's like, I better see you the next day. Yeah. He's like, you better make business cards and make this happen because he's like, realistically, he's like, Lali, you're 25. When are you going to do this? When you're my age? Yeah. You know, 50? I'm like, no. He's like, do it now. And if it fails, good. Because at least you said, at least you can say you tried. You tried it. Exactly. Right? You won't have any regrets. Yeah. Literally the next day, made some business cards. And our first event was out in uh, Nuggerkirtan at the Edmonton. Yeah. uh, Nuggerkirtan in uh, 2017. And that's where it all started. So you've told us, I guess, um, how you started. Now tell us what your vision was for Apna Hockey at the beginning. <clears throat> and kind of, you said before it was for the wrong reasons. Maybe tell us about how it transformed a little bit. You're coming of age a little yep. bit. And then we'll go further with what Apna Hockey oh, yeah. is today. <clears throat> well, for the wrong reasons, like, I mean, you have to have intent with what you do. And I th- I'm a firm believer of having passion in what you do. If you have passion, um, the sky's the limit. Right, you're gonna create a lot of beautiful businesses. You're gonna create a lot of like beautiful organizations um, because of your passion, right? And my heart was very jealous from tw- when I stopped hockey to about 2017. So for six, seven years, I was always jealous that you know I was never you know other players got um, you know attention, right? Yeah. Or why didn't I get attention? You know, just, you know, like self, like just self pity, right? It's like, just like, why am, why didn't things work out for me? Like, where was the community? Like, where was this? Where was that? Like, it's just blaming, right? You can't blame, pointing fingers, right? I was pointing fingers for six, seven years until that finger pointed at me. Yeah. Right. And that's when you get to know that, hey, this is, this is not for me. This is not to show the community who Lolly Tour is. This is for the next generation of athletes, the next generation of South Asian athletes, you know, coming up. Yeah. It's to support them. It's not for me. Right? I'm not hockey, like, I mean, me and my co-founder, Dampy, we always say this, like, we're, we're here for our community. Right? And that, when you, when you, when that light bulb goes off in your head, then you know. And in the last two years, I guess our work has proven that, you know, the right mindset, you can accomplish a lot of cool things. It's about finding that why, right? Like, what's your why? And I think that shifts from it being about yourself yeah. to instead of what can I take for myself, yeah. it shifted to what can I give to others, right? Yeah. What kind of service I can provide and doing it from a place where you want to see others succeed and grow, you know? Yeah. Many lollies from when you were young, watching them grow and, be, you know, kind of fulfilling that role where it was kind of empty for you, but being that mentor, being that guide, creating that community, um, you know, giving them the opportunities, yeah. the connections, and just, I guess, getting getting them to the level of, you know, you, you mentioned this yesterday, and I really like this, you want to see more of us play at that high level of sports, exactly. right? And even with Upna Sports International, it's yeah. not just hockey. It's just not hockey, right? Yeah, it's like basketball, every, soccer, every sport. So, right, yeah. and we're seeing, a, we had this conversation yesterday, we see so many outliers, right? 
We got George R. R. Carroll on the Oilers. Yeah. Right. We got Satnam Singh. We had the privilege of actually meeting last uh, last winter break. We have him. We have Arjun Singh Fuller, right at UFC. Yeah. Right. I think there's an Arjun Alwal in the PGA Tour. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy to see we have outliers in our community now. But how do we how do we how do we provide the infrastructure? How do we create that network? Right. How do we create mentors? Right. And yeah, it's that change in it's just mindset. Right. And personal development has been completely different. Right. You ask me, am I the same Lolly tour from 2017? No, I'm not. Right. I'm completely different from that person too. Right. Because it's, it's a marathon. Right. Yeah. You got to learn how to react, meeting so many new people. Right. Um, and you start learning a lot about yourself. Right. And you want to be the best version of yourself. That's what I've realized. Right. If there's any, any problems that I look at internally with myself, you know, you correct them. Right. So going deeper with that, like the whole idea of personal growth, personal development, finding like your purpose, finding your why, walk us through that process a little bit. Like, how did you come to like, this is more than me. This is about the community. This is what, yeah we can do together, not just about me getting famous type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Walk us through that journey because everyone and goes through it. Everybody that, right? goes through it. Um, and the thing is, like, you mentioned, like, you know, me being famous. And the thing is, people, some people do think that, right? They're like, you know, he's in it for himself. But then again, I have to talk to, like, the funny thing is, um, when I was in, uh, I'll give you guys a story. Yeah. Uh, we were out in uh, Surrey, British Columbia, for the, so the Indian national women's team was coming to Canada. Yeah. Right. And we were actually invited by a mutual friend um, to actually fundraise some money. Right. So Haley Wickenheiser was there, uh, the Olympic gold medalist. And so I invited a couple players uh, from the UBC team, uh, University of British Columbia. Tyler Sandu played in the WHL, captain the WHL team, um, and Manraj Hare, who also played uh, in the WHL. So actually, uh, Tyler Sandu, yeah. Manraj Hare, and Edmonton Oler Jujar Kara. We're on the same WHL team for one year. Really? Yeah. So they had three Punjabi players on one uh, team, which was pretty incredible. So I invited uh, Tyler and Menraj to the... Um, oh, sorry. Uh, Tyler and uh, Sean, yeah. another player from UC, to the uh, to the gala. And Tyler asked me, why are you doing this? Because from the outside, it looks like this guy is just like... I mean, not to say, I, I didn't play at the same level as he did. Yeah. He's like, why are you doing this? Right? And he's thinking, like, you know, he's in it for his own personal gains. Yeah. I told Tyler exactly what I told you boys. And he shared a lot of uh, similar stories of him growing up. And he's like, Lolly, by the end of it, he's like, Lolly, you I have to understand that sometimes our community is very pessimistic. Yeah. Right? Very, like, conservative. Very conservative. We're like, they're very, like, why is he doing this? Yeah. And I think this is, and I know that's why I enjoy this podcast, right? Because it gives me an opportunity to talk about, you know, why. Because mm-hmm. I don't think everybody knows up from hockey, but they don't understand the reason why. Yeah. Right? This is not for me. This is not for Lolly Tour, right? It's for the community. And Tyler understood that right after, right? And uh, to your point, like, that's how it all works out. You have to be honest in what you do. There has to be passion in what you do. And sometimes that passion just comes from a lot of struggle. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think in, in all due respect, like having up in hockey, like I'm really happy that we did start it because I don't think I would have been the same person without it. 
Right. right. My, me personally, I wouldn't be the same person. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this yesterday, and um, I just I can recall, you know, thinking all those negative experiences yeah. are not really negative anymore because they kind of you know, built you into the person you are today. Yeah. They were just lessons and, you know, they were powerful experiences that, you know, kind of empowered you and made you into the person you are today, right? Yeah. So oh, they're not really a failure because you are you are, you are who you yeah. are because of those. Exactly. Yeah. And you need to, some people go through struggle, like, later in age, right? Like, um, university was a big play. I mean, I'm not the most academic person, and yeah. I think, uh, Arsh, you want to talk about, you know, academia and hockey, right? Yeah. How, do I, how do I that balance it? Yeah. Right? And I think we should actually talk about that. Because yeah. I think for our community is um, a lot of parents are very hesitant yeah. in putting their kids into sports yeah. because of the education aspect. I beg to differ. I mean, right. AJ's been through that with basketball. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I've been through that with soccer. So, yeah. like, every, I think, you know... Especially in, you know, for guys, like, sports is a huge thing, and in our community, there's always that mindset, you know, where, oh, there's there's no, they always say, you know, my parents would always say, oh, I don't see another brown soccer player, or, you know, I've never, I don't see a single player, you know, yeah. and it's like, oh, what makes you think you can kind of do it, right? Yeah. How are you going to eat your bread, you know, so that kind of thing, um, so talk to us about that and that kind of mindset. Yeah, so that mindset, I do not believe in it at all. Yeah. Um, I've been through sports since four. Um, growing up, I went to Catholic schools because of Hockey Academy. Yeah. Um, the first thing I learned in Hockey Academy was, so Hockey Academy is basically school and sports. Yeah. So like we have morning, we do our, you know, regular schooling. Yeah. And in the afternoon, we'd be on the ice practicing or doing off ice uh, workouts. Yeah. And the first thing our instructors would say is, if you start sliding, you know, your marks start sliding, yeah. you know, on the academic side. There's no hockey in the afternoon for you kids, right? That was built into me. That's important. Right? Yeah. Discipline, right? Having that discipline, just because, like, you know, that I was privileged, you know, to play hockey at school in the afternoons, that doesn't mean that I can just, you know, be, whoever, you know, not try hard in school. Yeah. Your grades have to be up. You have to earn it. You have to earn it. I remember one time when I was, uh, I was in grade five, actually, um, I, my marks were actually sliding, I think, in math. Yeah. And my instructor at the time was like, uh, like, he did not let me go to hockey that week until I got my marks back up, right? It's it's that, right? That was built into me, right? right? So that's why when parents say, you know, sports takes away. No, 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 no. I, I'm quite the opposite, right? That um, your, your habits in school are exactly like the habits that you have, you know, during practice or during games, right? I'm a very competitive guy, right? And that competitiveness came out, right? Especially in university, right? Again, I gotta work hard. I gotta work hard. For, I'm, I'm not naturally smart, right? I gotta work hard for everything I do. Yeah. Right? You know, I go to school. I'm not gonna be the guy that doesn't study and gets an A. I'll be the guy that you know puts in a lot of time and gets a B plus. <laughs> right. Right. Probably in the A. Right. That's just me. Right? Yeah. I gotta put in the time and effort. But how did I learn how to put the time and effort into it? Hockey. Right? It's, the habits, it's like, just habits. Working towards the goal. Right? Really working towards the goal, goal, right? There's so many transferable skills. And I tell every parent this. Hockey introduces you to friends. Right? Some As much as all the struggles that I went through throughout my career, my best friends are from hockey. Yeah. Right? All my close buddies. Some of them are in the NHL. Some of them are playing pro. Some of them are like me that just play for fun now. Yeah. But we still have that tight group knit of friends. 
that used to play, right? So the friends that you make are amazing, right? Um, the skills, like the the hard work that you learn, you know, from school and hockey, right? Um, and it's just always like that. I mean, I felt it more in university because I didn't think I was capable of going to university, right? Got in. I mean, the first semester didn't go well. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, yeah, I need to put some effort into this. To clarify, right. did you play hockey during university? Um, yeah. So in 2011, the last team I played competitively with, yeah, or uh, with the organization I was with, was actually the Grammy Coon Griffins. Right, right. So in 2011, uh, I took a year off hockey and I was like, you know what, to myself, I was like, I'm going to put the effort in, uh, you know, did off-ice training, you know, throughout that summer by myself, and I was just a walk-on yeah. for the team, and, you know, I was with the team for about two, three weeks, uh, literally came out of nowhere, the coach was like, where did you come from, and I was like, you know what, I just wanted to try out, Yeah. and they had a spot available, and one of my close buddies actually eventually played for them until... December or so, but it was just, it was more of a scholarship issue and the time commitment. Right. They had a very large time commitment. Yeah. I think they were only offering $500 per semester. Oh, that's And nice. that barely covered like, you know, one fifth of, not even one fifth. Half a textbook. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and at that point I was like, part of me still, you know, wishes I would have played at least a half a season or something with them. Yeah. But at that point I made the decision to start working towards, you know, university degree right after that spent a year at Grand McEwen went to um, transferred over to U of A uh, in three four years I finished my science degree yeah ended the year off uh, ended my degree with Dean's Honors uh, the Dean's Honor Roll yeah. list or whatever they call That's it nowadays dope. right uh, worked off my ass off right about 3-6 and I knew I had to work hard yeah right when I was in the sciences like I'm not a sciences guy yeah and we had these we had this talk before this I had to set goals, right? My goal was to get into the MBA. Yeah. To get into it, I knew, I knew that my last two years had to, the GPA had to be over a 3.3. Yeah. Right? I ended up finishing with like a 3.4, 3.5, got into the MBA, wrote to GMAT, and that's when actually Alpha Hockey started, right? Yeah. Alpha Hockey started literally that summer that I got accepted into the MBA program. Yeah. Right? And it's crazy when, when things go good for you, it seems like it all comes together naturally. Right? And I find that so odd. Like, I mean, when you're negative and stuff, yeah. nothing ever happens. But when you're positive, when you have that positive attitude, when you are meeting people with that positive attitude, man, positive positive people always attract positive people. Yeah. Miserable people always find a way to be miserable. That's just how it is. It's right? just like like what they call it the law of attraction, right? Law of attraction. Like, we were talking about this yeah. yesterday, but yeah. it's like what kind of energy you put out there, that's what you get back. Yeah. Right? So. And that same energy, like I have, like, if I had such a negative energy, Apna Hockey wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Right? There's that's gone. So in the last two years, all the work that we've done, I mean, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. I wouldn't have met half the people that I'm meeting now like today, right? And but yeah, I mean, back to your point about school and uh, sports. Yeah. We gotta change that mindset. Yeah. Right. It's a very uh, it's a bad mindset in my opinion that um, that our community has. And don't get me wrong, playing sports is very expensive takes time yeah right i mean for those that get the opportunity they have to know that they are very privileged to play right and then you know obviously the parents uh, putting towards the money the time right but it's just making sure those parents also understand it's just not sports is not just fun yeah there's so many different things you learn from it so i want to touch on a couple things before we move forward one like i just want to reiterate like how big it is because i'm seeing this right now like people 
like of my age, 20, mid 20s, even later or earlier, like when they feel stuck, they're like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't yeah. like things like that. Like, like you said before, do you think it's like big and it's really important to just put yourself out there, take risks and yeah. like you're saying before, like even if you don't know what you want to do, that's a very negative situation per se, but it's all about like how you take it on. Right. Yeah. And if you keep a positive outlook and I think if you keep like just pushing, like what we are doing with this podcast is yeah. like, we're not podcasters. Yeah. Like this is our first like big go at it. Right. Yeah. Like we're just going out there, stepping out of our comfort zone, yeah. seeing what comes out of it. Step and out of that bubble. That's like, honestly, like if I didn't step out of my bubble, I don't know. I would have done Lolly tour disservice in life. Right. Cause I feel more like myself today yeah. than I did ever in the past. Really? That's who I am. And it's right? like, and it's, it, and it takes that time, right? Like, I mean, for the, in undergrad, I'll be honest, I didn't know who I was. Yeah. Right. I didn't feel like I was who I was. I didn't know who I was. Right. Like, I mean, I had no clue, like, what I was capable of. Right. But the second you put yourself outside that bubble, and for me, that was up my hockey. Right? Yeah. Like, putting myself outside of my comfort zone. Right. You can't be comfortable. Right. I mean, it's very easy to be comfortable. Right. Even like, um, with friends, relationships, everything, right? And I'm not saying, you know, break up with your girlfriend because they're yeah. comfortable or, like, you know, your best friend, you yeah. know, like, stop talking to them because yeah. they're comfortable. No, 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 no. I mean, com- become, uh, becoming comfortable with the wrong type of people. Yeah. Right? Um, I've had, you know, some friends that, you know, like, you get to know people very quickly. I mean, once you're, once you're out there, you know, outside of your comfort zone, and you get to know negative people really quickly. Yeah. Right? Energy drainers. Right, I mean, jealous people, right? I mean, haters. Yeah. Right. I mean, I had before I started this. I'm like, oh, I don't have any haters. Yeah. Right. But and they like come out of but nowhere. But they come out of nowhere, right? I mean, like they're there. But you know what? Um, with this new like kind of like uh, perspective on life, like I mean, yeah. If you if the haters want to be negative, that's fine. I mean, I'm just gonna keep doing what I do because like I only I only keep my circle right. around mm-hmm. people that are positive now, right? Mm-hmm. And like there's that saying, I don't know if you've heard, it's like uh, kind of like surrounding yourself with the right people. It's like you are the top five uh, people you surround yourself with. Yeah. And I, I can even recall, you know, um, I read this quote by Robin Sharma. Um, he's, a, uh, he's a philanthropist. So he yeah. kind of says, um, you know, you can either surround yourself with, um, you know, people that are energy drainers, leeches, or you can be world class. You can yeah. do both, right? Yeah. So you have to make that, some, you know, those tough dish- decisions where, you have to limit your time with people that are toxic. Yeah. And finding those people, you know, that kind of show the traits of who you want to be in the future, right? You're starting yourself with, uh, I guess, people winners. you see as your winners, right? So, and people, those are givers, right? People that are going to give to you instead of just take from you. Yeah, or like even, they don't have to give, just their presence. Yeah. Right? Yeah, their yeah, positivity, yeah. where they are at their life. Yeah. You know, that that does so much, you know, for me personally. Um, you see that... Um, but I mean, that's like, that's been the biggest change, right? Yeah. Um, finding people that are like-minded, right? That that promote positivity, right? I mean, that's the biggest thing. I, I think I was around. I was. I think not to say that they're the wrong type of people, but like, you want to maintain relationships. Yeah. Right. With a lot of different people, different circles, but I think you should have, you know, those certain circles that, you know tell you like you know i want to elevate myself up to here yeah right because like in the last two years like me personally i know for a fact um i wouldn't be half the person i was because of the, the new circles that we've made right, right? 
because they just promote you, you know, like they, they just elevate you. Yeah. They elevate your game, you know, your, your work ethic, you know, they, they drive, you know, like that passion, right? Like, you know, if he's doing this, you're like, brother, I'm happy, right? Yeah. You feel happy for those close friends. Yeah. Because you never want to be that person or that friend that feels jealous. Yeah. Right. I think that's the wrong way. And I think, I think maybe that's how, I think I used to be like that, right? Being that jealous type, right? But again, when you're happy for your brothers and sisters, yeah. that's when you know. And it's right? that change from, you know, there's, it's like a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset where, you know, scarcity is like, you know, people are taking away from my happiness or, oh, he's winning, so I'm not going to be able to win. And changing that to, you know, he's winning. And you know I, he's happy. There's enough room for everyone. Oh, yeah. win, like right? there's enough sunshine for oh, everyone. Yeah. Right? right, and that's just like that's the attitude, right? Yeah. You want to be miserable? Man, it's raining every day, yeah. right? For you. So I want to. One thing I want to touch on before we move on to like up in hockey and where you're yeah, at yeah. today is. Um, so you're talking about university. Yeah. Like you hear a lot of, especially with the Indian community, like the brown community, yeah. it's very traditional. Like yeah, yeah. go to university, get your degree, become an accountant, yeah. doctor, lawyer, engineer. One of those traditional yeah. careers. How did you navigate that? Lawyer, I <laughs> no, I said Laura. You said Laura. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, how did you navigate that? Like briefly, yeah. tell us that and kind of because when you got the end of the year degree, like I would like to think you probably had some people questioning you, like, okay, this hockey thing's cool, but when are you going to get a job type of thing, right? Or yeah. like, how did you so, navigate that? Um, I'll be to be honest, man. I I put myself through school. I never had that. Didn't really care what that wanted me to be a hockey player. Right. Straight up. That's right. weird, man. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 That's like yeah. the opposite. You, you wanted me to be a hockey player, right? Yeah. And not to say that, you know, he doesn't care about education. 100% he does, right? He yeah. 100% re respects it, but um, I set out on a mission, you know, of myself. I don't want to, you know, you know, like the stigma, you know, hockey players are dumb. Yeah, stupid. the dumb jocks. Yeah, yeah right. dumb jocks. You know, they don't really know anything yeah. other than just playing hockey. I want to prove those people wrong. Right, not a lot of people around me that thought that was, that's who I was. Right, this kid's just just a hockey player. He's not gonna really, you know, amount to anything else. Yeah, right. That's where my competitive side came. And like, you know? I think now you kind of prove something as well, where you become a symbol of. Um, like for me, I, I would say you're a symbol for hockey, right? And you know, you change the way people can look at hockey. And even if you know younger generations, even if they can't become professional players, there's more room, right? Yeah. There's more career options. You started this out of nowhere because you felt there was a problem and you wanted to create a solution, yeah. right? And there's more room for careers now, and you can start something, and you can take that risk, that risk. And you know, you were young and you had nothing to lose, so you started up not hockey, and and you're following your passion. Yeah. So, and um, just like not even nothing to lose, I knew I had to do it, right? I mean, if I didn't do it, the one thing I realized is I don't want to have regret. Yeah. I do not want regret because mm -hmm. I was reading an article on LinkedIn the uh, I think a couple of weeks ago and they talk about, you know, regret before you pass away. Yeah. Right. And everybody's going to have it. I'm going to have it too. Right. Um, I don't want regret. Right. I don't want to look back and say, oh man, I should have done that. Oh man, I should have done that. Right. Or I should have worked hard, you know, gone to the MBA program. Yeah. Instead of, you know, just chilling, whatever, just working. I don't want regret. Yeah. Right. So like anything I got, you know, put my mind to. Like what are the you know science degree you know that helped me to get into the MBA program, right? And I want to do I want to do stuff that you know make sure that I don't have regret in my life, right? And that's the way I live life now, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if there's opportunities to do it, why not? Let's do it, right? Yeah. If an opportunity to come on your podcast, yeah. let's do it, yeah. right? I don't have regret later. So, oh man, you should have done that. Yeah. No, no, no. 
let's let's get it done. So that's a perfect transition. What like what's your why with up in hockey? Where like where I guess tell us a little yeah. bit about your vision, where yeah. you're at, and like your biggest things like your why. Why? I want to see more South Asian athletes playing at the highest levels of their respective sports. Yeah, that's the why. I want to see this community do something that they haven't done before, which is sports. Right? I always say, I don't know if, um, I'll say it in Punjabi, I always say it to like aunties, uncles all the time. I'm like, um, what haven't our people done? Yeah. Right? We've done everything, man. Anything we put our minds to, lawyer, business, taxi, whatever, convenience stores, anything, politics. Man, look at Jagmeet Singh, NDP, right? Leader. Got to meet him, leader of a, um, of a party, right? Um, but you see so many, like, our community does so well in any, in any sector, right? I was just in Shanghai with yeah. our MBA program. I had the privilege of meeting a Punjabi, a businessman out there. Yeah. And he's speaking Mandarin. Really? Right. <laughs> he speaks Mandarin fluently. And he's like, I'm doing wow. business out here. I'm like, what haven't our people done? <laughs> Anywhere in the world, right? They're everywhere. Yeah. And um, that's the thing, man. What, like, what haven't we done, right? Except for sports. I think sports is the next big thing in our community. Yeah. Right? And it's going to take a lot of... And then that's why... Why am I doing this? We want to build that network for them. Right. Right? So, like, I mean... So, what's your future vision? The vision? Yeah. The vision is Apna Sports International. Right? I mean, we are currently working on a model with Apna Hockey. Yeah. Right? We're getting the right people in place. Because, I mean, so far it's been... uh, Myself and my uh, co-founder, Dampy Brar, yeah. which we actually should probably talk about Damps too. Sorry, Damps. Damps <laughs> uh, uh, actually reached out. So three months after I started uh, Afna Hockey in April 2017, he reached out and I kind of knew who he was. So Dampy is a former professional hockey player. Really? Yeah. Oh. He's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dampy, but I'm pretty sure he's 43. Yeah, it doesn't look forty three though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really it doesn't look forty three. Don't do for you. Yeah, he's in good shape. Yeah, and uh, so Damps is an OG, right, in our community. He's like one of the first ones to play way back in the day, and actually played. I think he was signed to the Edmonton Oilers, Edmonton Oilers farm team at one point right. in his career. See, I wish I had a guy like that. Yeah. When I met him, I was like, Damps, I wish I had someone like you in Bound Triple A. Right. Someone to talk to. Someone my my dad could talk to. Yeah. Right. The language, everything. But we were so far apart, right? How do I close that gap? That's yeah. what we do. That's what we do, right? How, how do we mend that gap? Like, Dampy does a lot of great work down in Calgary, right? I mean, every every player that he meets, every high-level player, even, like, kids that are just starting, right? And then he talks to parents, right? How do we change that mindset, you know, the parents? Yeah. That's how we change it, right? So, I guess I want to take this opportunity to transition into... Yeah. More of the business side of it, mm. because obviously you love hockey, passion. Yeah. But you know, it, it looks it looks really nice on paper. Yeah. But underneath, you know, what's hot? Because like you know, if it, if it's just a passion and it can't be sustainable, right? Yeah. You have to commercialize it. You have to make it into a business so you, it can be sustainable, yeah. right? You can live off of it. Yeah. So I guess you know you mentioned a couple of things. I wanna you know I feel like you have a really good skill of networking. You know you mentioned. The Indian women's national hockey team, you know, yeah. Dampy, Tony Brar, who does, um, you know, the media aspect of Abna Hockey, right? Yeah, he's helped us, uh, like, yeah. phenomenal stuff. Back yeah. when he was with Nate, yeah. now he's with the Edmonton Oilers. He's yeah. too big with us. Sorry, Tony. No, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, you know, Tony's been phenomenal, yeah. right? I mean, right from the day one, to be honest, like, 
he's been on anywhere we needed help, you know, during his Nate days, even now, right? Yeah. Like for the Nugget Kirs and stuff. Always there, yeah. right? He's an awesome kid. And but um like even now, um, you know, you guys you were mentioning me to me yesterday, this is amazing, but on your board of the board of directors you just got the VP for it from the NHL. Yeah. Right? So, so um and then you said you mentioned Jagmeet Singh and Satnam yeah, Singh, yeah. all these crazy names. Yeah. So like how are you able to network and find these people and connect with them and you know, because networking is a huge part of building your business and yeah. building obviously up in the hockey. Yeah. Side. I mean, when you look at like just the background, like um how do I meet these people? Yeah. Right? Sometimes, honestly, I ask myself that too. Like, why am I meeting these people? Yeah. Right? When you have, when you when you build a community, when you build a network, when you build a brand with the right purpose and the yeah. right passion, that reciprocates with other people. That's why, honestly, when I started up Nog, you'd think I was going to be coaching the Indian National Women's Team down in Calgary at Haley Wickenizer's women's tournament no i didn't know that but just starting up in hockey eventually introduced me to them yeah right if you have an idea if you have dreams go after them right like i mean there's no point in sleeping on them right at all go after them you don't know like up not i did, like the people that i've been meeting through up in hockey i didn't write down goals when i started up on, i want to meet this guy i want to meet this guy no it just happens right and that's the coolest part right I mean, did I know Hockey Night Canada for W before? No, I didn't. But now we're very, we know most, basically the whole crew, yeah. right? And you know, we're working on some stuff with them, right? But like, again, uh, positive, you know, positive vibes attracts positive vibes. Positive vibes. That's always how it is, okay. right? Yeah. And, you know, if their vibrations are hockey, if mine are hockey, and it's to promote the game, you know, like for positivity, you vibe with them, right? I mean, that's how you get introduced. And I mean... We've done a lot of initiatives. I'm not going to lie. We've done a lot of initiatives in the last two years. Very blessed to have, you know, partnered up with uh, the Edmonton Oilers, um, the Edmonton uh, Oil Kings, the WHL team. We partnered up with Calgary Flames, uh, the Indian National Women's Team, Haley Wickenheiser. Um, and, like, we've, we've been all over the map. The World Juniors, right? We're at some, I'm saying. Like, we've been all over the map, right? So how connecting. Do you, so how do you, like, so obviously that's the connecting part yeah. of it, which is awesome. So... The main thing I got out of that was investing into, you know, your obviously social a, capital, your social capital and investing into your own company and those influences and, you know, those, those networks, they yeah. come to you. Right? They come it, to you. It builds automatically. It builds automatically. Right. And you have to have, like, I mean, if I was very negative about, you know, say tomorrow, yeah. I don't know. I think that the weather here is not going to be very good. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to be rainy. If I have an attitude like the weather tomorrow. I'm probably going to miss out on some opportunities. That's just how it is. Yeah. Right? Um, you have to go to these. I go to a lot of, like, uh, functions, a lot of, like, uh, networking events. Obviously, with school. Right? Yeah. School has done, the MBA program also has done a phenomenal job for networking, right? Mm -hmm. Just meeting new people. Yeah. The business community here in Edmonton. And, but if you're going to go out to these events and be a shitty person, yeah. a negative person, you're not going to really accumulate a whole lot. Yeah. Right? That's just how it is. You have to have that positive positivity, right? That's that's what I'm trying to drive home. Yeah. Right. Be a good person. Listen. Learn. Right. Don't ever be jealous when you see someone. Ask questions. Right. But obviously, you have something going for you too. Yeah. Have some substance to yourself. Right. You also want to be the guy that's begging. Right? Never be the guy that begs. Be the guy that talks at the same level as other people. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they understand you. 
So how do you do that if you don't, if you're starting up? Yeah. How do you do that? Like, how do you, when you're not at the same level as someone yeah. else who's uh, obviously been in the field longer? Yeah. How do you have something to offer? You have to find it, right? Whether it be school, whether it be a passion of yours, whether it be um, you volunteering. Yeah. It has to be something you're passionate about, right? Because, like, I mean, people that are passionate can quickly realize, you know, people that say they have a passion but don't really have a passion for it yeah and i can tell it right away i can tell fake so quickly yeah right i mean it happens all the time here in edmonton too right you know yeah. people start this organization whatever happens and then fizzles out and i'm like where's the passion that you were you said you had yeah right that find passion find something be genuine yeah right you just can't can't go in as a beggar right you can't you have to go in with substance right you have to have something to you right and that's how you approach people and have confidence right, right. Don't ever think that, you know, just because, you know, person A is, you know, at this point in their life and person, you know, me, I'm, you know, just in university. Don't ever think like that. Yeah. Right. Go up to them. Go talk. Go ask questions. Introduce yourself. Do coffee meetings. Right. Confidence is one thing I never used to have. And it's something that I keep learning how to get more of. How do you, like, give us some tips, give our listeners some tips on how you've grown your confidence and how you keep... Again, put yourself out of that bubble, yeah. right? Um, if you want to, if you have, well, I mean, Gretzky says this, right? You you miss 99% of the shots you don't take. So shoot your shot, Yeah. right? You know, if it's like, uh, you know, if it's you're at school yeah. and you want to talk to a certain professor about, you know, some job opportunities, don't just hide. Go talk to him after yeah. class, right? Go after what you want. People are always willing to help if you're positive, right? I mean, that's just how it is. That's true. And for me personally, like, I've honestly been blessed that up in hockey just snowball into what it is now. Yeah. It's just like, it accumulates quickly. Right, right. Right, for someone that's, you know, just starting off, you know, and they're like, okay, I need to, I want to talk to this guy. or Even me, I'm very approachable. Yeah. Right? I mean, Harsh, you called me, right? Let me know. I'm like, I'm down. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, if I have time, 100% I'm down. Or if someone wants to talk. Right, I've, I've talked to a lot of people actually, some kids from our community, yeah. about you know just personal development. Right, how do you get out of your bubble? Right, that's the biggest thing, and that's what some people you know find it at a very young like there's people that I know that have found it at a very young age, you know, much younger than me. Yeah, I just found it at the age of twenty five. Right. So um, before we get to what the concluding we do. segment. Yeah, I just yeah. want to talk a little bit about up in hockey a little more. Mm-hmm. So you've told us your why, your long term vision. Yeah, yeah. Tell us things that are in the like. In the I guess things that are in the works. Yeah. And I also want you to like recap a few of like the big milestones. The big milestones. Um, yeah. I think the, one of the biggest milestones, to be honest, has been uh, I've been lucky enough to meet uh, most of the prominent hockey players in our community. Yeah. Right. Whether that be finding them on Facebook or getting recommendations from you know uh, people that work with us. Right. Like yeah. just out of just volunteering. We have a, um, uh, a really good friend of mine down in Calgary. He's a law student. And he, he honestly, like, he sent me um, two or three players from out east that I had no clue of. Right. Right? And he's like, Lolly, there's these South Asian players out there. I'm like, what? And then I reach out to them. Yeah. Right? So we've been, um, as um, hopefully our followers, you know, follow Instagram. Our Instagram page is really live, you know, on the, on the account. It's at um, APNA Hockey, Up No Hockey. And if you follow us, you know that we introduce a lot of hockey players. Yeah. Right? We want to get these players known. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't very well known. 
Right. And maybe if I was well-known, maybe I would have had a mentor or a guide or more guidance, right? We want to make these players known to our community. Because also when they're known, the parents take notice too. Yeah. Right? They're like, oh, you know, this kid's playing at this level. Wow. Yeah. Right? You know, like, you should work hard, right? Like, that kind of stuff. So, like, what are we doing with all these players now? My vision, our vision for optimal hockey. How many players do you have signed before you keep going? Uh, not necessarily signed. Right. We reach out. Right. We talk to them. We let them know what we want to do. Okay. So, like, I mean, I've shared with a few of our players what, what our long-term vision is. But um, our current vision with the players that we have, both female and male, we want to have an Upna Hockey Talent Showcase. Really? Once a year in Vancouver. Yeah. And I know we'll get into the NHL relationship in a bit. Yeah. But that's where we want to be. Once a year in Vancouver, we want to hold a talent showcase for our community, for our community to see. Right? And then we obviously have Hockey Night Canada Punjabi there for the media. Right, have our players there. You know, we, kind of like a. Have you guys uh, seen those biosteel camps? Yeah, 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 yeah. With Tyler Sagan, Connor McDavid, yeah. uh, Taylor Hall. So we want to have like a biosteel camp for yeah. these South Asian players once a year in Vancouver, that's just because most of them are concentrated over there. Right, right. So that's actually one of our primary, like one of our goals. We want to yeah. establish that program, right, and then maybe even get like kids to come out to it. Do like a kids like uh, get uh, some of the top uh, top end talent from our community yeah that's in minor hockey right get them to come out and uh you know see the players right and so that's actually one of our primary goals and that's why like when i was mentioning we just finalized our board of directors our initial five yeah and again it's through just the networks we've been building for the last couple of years right me myself i'm gonna be on the board as well uh dampy of course and uh we got uh three others that I'll give you guys a brief introduction for them. Um, one of my really close friends, uh, Roshan Kalra. He's a, actually a lawyer here locally in Edmonton. Yeah. A partner at one of the firms here. And he's more of our legal counsel. Right. He's yeah. been around the game. And he's really been, you know, an awesome, like, uh, friend just to be there, you know, with questions for, you know, hey, Roshan, should we do this? What direction should we take? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Roshan was going to be on the board. Our next, uh, in, Roshan's a JD MBA. Right. We have a lot of degrees and a lot uh, of lawyers on the board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the next one is uh, Manav Deo. Yeah. Manav uh, reached out uh, about four or five months after we started. And he's actually uh, the managing director at uh, Business Hockey Institute, which is BHI, which was founded by, um, I believe it was Craig McTavish. No, no, not Craig McTavish. He works with um, BHI as well. Yeah. But um, what is it? Uh, Rich Winter, who is a, right. a, a local sports agent. Um, so Monav has really good, strong connections from an academic side yeah. with his JD MBA from the U of A, but also his, uh, relationships with, uh, high end hockey executives. Yeah. Right. So he adds a lot of value to the upper hockey team. And the last person, which I actually was very fortunate to meet in Calgary when the Indian national team was here, uh, Rob Knesserov. Rob is, uh, he's the vice president of industry growth from the national hockey league. So yeah. He's from Toronto. <laughs> And I ran into him in Calgary, and uh, he had actually brought the Stanley Cup out for the girls to, uh, you know, see the actual Stanley Cup. So me and Dampy were running practice, and he brought the Stanley Cup out with uh, former Edmonton Oilers captain Andrew Ferris. Yeah. And you know the girls were all over the cup, and then Rob was like, "Lot, like, he didn't know me, but he's like, what is that logo on the the jersey the girls are wearing?" Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that's up in the hockey." Yeah. You know what? That's where I first told him. He gave me his card. I was shocked, to be honest. He was the VP. And in January, you know, in January I sent him an email to catch up with him. 
And since then, we've had a lot of talks. We actually went to uh, the very first racism in hockey conference in Kingston, Ontario at Queen's University. Right. So I was invited and they invited Rob out from Toronto yeah. uh, as a NHL representative to talk about racism in hockey, right? And, you know, our relationship grew from there. I told him, you know, what we want to do, what we want to accomplish. He sees the vision. He believes the vision. And he understands that the NHL has to diversify. It doesn't make any sense for the NHL to stay the way that it is. Yeah. Right? We have to diversify the game of hockey across all boards. Like, we have to start... And we have to we have to accept all forms of hockey as hockey now, right? We have to grow it from a grassroots level, which is ball hockey, yeah. right? Grow it from there. Grow it from inline hockey. Grow it from field hockey, right? Whatever it is, hockey is hockey, yeah. right? And he's like, we need to diversify. So that's why when I got back from my recent trip to uh, China and Japan, uh, we had we had a talk, and I was like, Rob, uh, I'm just finalizing the board of directors right now, and he's like, Lali. Yeah. Why don't I just, uh, why don't I join the board of directors? Yeah. I'm like, wow. oh, um, I have no, uh, <laughs> of course, we would love to have you. Right. Because right? he brings so much to the table, so many great connections at, uh, at you know, the NHL is the pinnacle of hockey. For sure. Right. Yeah. And having a person from, with his experience, his connections, and his, un- but most importantly, like he understands our vision. Yeah. Right. Having his input on stuff. On a certain initiative. And what's uh, Rob's ethnicity? Rob is actually, uh, he's a Croatian. And like Rob has always seen hockey through a different lens. Yeah. Right. Which really actually, when we spoke, um, that's something that was near and dear to my heart. Because like I went through a lot and he understood that. Yeah. Right. So Rob is Croatian, but his mom is actually uh, Jamaican. Right. Right. And so just because of his complexion, you you wouldn't get... um, he told me that he wouldn't directly, you know, face racism, but he saw it through a different lens. Yeah. Right. And some of the stories that he told me were really touching and they honestly reminded of me, right? Like some of the stories, like, you know, seeing other players getting discriminated against. And that's the thing we, un- there was that understanding. Yeah. Right. So Rob brings a different level, right? He brings obviously because of his, um, his position. Yeah. But he understands. Right. What this, what the purpose of this is? Yeah. Right. So you know, with we're starting off with that five, you know, us five, you know, as the board of directors, and you know, initiatives, yeah, include the biosteel camp we want to set up. Yeah. Um, and that biosteel camp actually piggybacks into another discussion, which is at the Olympic level. We have enough player, male players, to start up India's national men's Olympic team. Really, like ice hockey. Ice hockey. Yeah. yeah. And I'll show you guys. Yeah. I told Harsh. That was a crazy story, story when you said. So. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I haven't done something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty huge. Um, so I was on my way to the racism and hockey talk. Um, I was actually at Toronto Pearson Airport. Yeah. And I get a phone call from um, the Anaheim Ducks goalie coach, who is uh, and Sir was like, because um, I had sent him an email before, and I just sent him basically an Excel file of all the players that we've accumulated, and I'm like, you know. If there's ever a chance, you know, for us to ever take that step, I was like, you know, if he's interested in helping us out from a goaltending consulting side, right? Yeah. So Darshan was like, Lali, he said, first of all, you know, props to you for starting this initiative. Yeah. Right. And he's like, he wanted to, you know, just let me know that, you know, it takes a lot of hard work. Right. I mean, I don't really see it as hard work because it's passion for me. Yeah. So I never see it as work. He's like, you're doing so much for the community and all that. He's like, I took a look at the players though. And this is actually one of the, the moments I'm like, wow. Game changing moment. Game changing. I'm like, it is possible. 
Uh, so last Olympics were in uh, South Korea. Yeah. And actually was a goaltending consultant for their team, for the men's Olympic team, for their ice hockey team, right? Yeah. He's like, Lolly, the, the, the spreadsheet you would, you know, if you email me, he's like, that team could have, that team could beat this. Right. And I'm like, wow. And he's like, you know what? When it has wheels, let me know. Right. And he's like, hockey's all about timing. Right. When the time is right and the wheels are going, he's like, this would be a pretty cool initiative to start. Yeah. Right. Indian National Men's Olympic Team. Yeah. Right. I know there's a lot of work with the passports and the Indian government and uh, working with the Ice Hockey Association of India, but having that um, conversation with Sir Darshan was honestly, it's like you work so hard to connect everyone. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't even for the purpose of a team, to be honest. It was just to let people know who these players are. Yeah. And now you have an opportunity to do something really special. Mm. Right. So we're going to work hard towards that. Because I think, uh, yeah, I'm very biased. I, I I think India has a bigger interest in ice hockey and hockey in general than other countries in that area. Yeah. Right. I, I thoroughly believe it. Right. We have India's known for their uh, ball field hockey. hockey. Yeah. Field yeah. hockey field is hockey, huge. Right. right? Yeah. Field hockey. And when my uh, my co-founder Dampy was actually uh, in India um, this past January, and he's like, Lali, I went to schools. They'd have inline hockey programs there. Yeah. Right, so like for a gym or phys ed, they do inline hockey. So and then he went to the Himalayas to go see the Indian national women's team right after the tournament yeah. in November. He saw them. There's hockey in the Himalayas. Really? There's hockey everywhere yeah. in India. It's just you need to find it and you need to understand how do we grow it the right way, right? Mm-hmm. So honestly, it's been um, it's been quite the journey, right? To say that I would have you know been this is stuff you dream about. Yeah. I, actually, I didn't even dream about it because I didn't know. Yeah. Right. But like, you know, the opportunities that are, you know, in the next couple of years, the years coming, uh, you know, the forward looking years, like it's going to be pretty interesting. And we, we want to keep building. Right. Uh, one thing is our attitude is we don't stop. Right. Right. We never stop. And that's important. Like ambition. Right? I mean, we, yeah. we will not stop. Consistency and persistence. Right? Yeah. So we don't stop. And we're going to make this stuff happen. Yeah. And you know what? Last couple of years, me and Dance have been doing it. I'm really happy with the new group of people. Right. We're going to keep adding to this because we need different perspectives. Yeah. We need different um, personalities. Yeah. Right. And we're going to keep working at it till it's sustainable. Back to the business thing. Yeah. A lot of passion has driven the last two years. Yeah. How do we make it sustainable? Right? So what are your plans for monetizing? For monetizing? Yeah. We have a few strategies, right? We want to go into app development. Camps are obviously another strategic way of doing it. Social yeah. media is another way. So we're looking at different alternatives. There are different routes of monetizing it yeah. and making it sustainable, right? But you need sometimes more people to give them some input. Right. And our first step for that has been now, right? Yeah. Solidifying this board of directors, yeah. right? We have different opinions, different um, different backgrounds, right? It's not even just the board of directors. Like our once we get the board of directors, once we have our uh, first meeting, we want to set up advisory board members. Yeah. So advisory groups in each city. So Vancouver is a big hub. Calgary is a big hub. Edmonton, Toronto. We want to have advisory boards within those cities to help aid, you know, the development. Right. So, yeah, it's been pretty fun. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like it's been awesome. it's been a roller coaster meeting people, not even just in the hockey community, um, our community. Yeah. Yeah. I went from I told Harsh this too. I went from I graduated with one Punjabi friend <laughs> in high school, 
and I have, I'm self-proclaimed, I'm pretty whitewashed, right? All my friends are um, hockey players, right? Yeah. And I think I was always just missing that element of our community, yeah. getting to know our community. And today, like especially in Edmonton, and now that I travel you know, down to Calgary, Vancouver, and Toronto, I'm starting to understand our community in different cities. Yeah. Not only here in Edmonton, right? And it's to give them the, that same message that I just told you guys, right? What's our purpose? The why? Where, where, do we, where, do, where do we see our community? Where do I see when, when my time on this earth is done? Where did I leave our community? Yeah. That's what I tell myself, right? Because if I left it at a spot that is, you know, just, you know, the same or the boring. same or, you know, average, yeah. I didn't do a whole lot. Nope. I want to uplift this community yeah. and leave it, especially in the sports world, in a way that, you know, for generations to come, mm-hmm. they have it. Right, they understand it. You left it at a better place. Leave it at a better right. place. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is awesome. You, and you guys are not for profit at the moment too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, going your journey sounds amazing. You know, two years ago, from going to, from a Facebook page to what you're saying now is you know diversifying to six different cities. You know, camps in Vancouver. Ties with the NHL. Ties yeah. with the NHL. Forty plus, uh, you know, players like being part of the community. Uh, you know, building an app that's going to have, you know, um, different hockey organizations, yeah. players, scouts. Um, it's just amazing. Like, and over two years, like, that growth is just exponential. And it's because you were consistent. Yeah, and you have to be consistent. And to say that, like, we are successful, yeah. we're not. Right? I'll be the first one to say that. Because we are nowhere near close our goals. Yeah. Right? This is two years. Last two years have been a lot of... They say, like, if you build a really good foundation for your building, the building's very tough to, you know, move. Yeah. Right? Whereas a hockey, for hockey players, I used to say, you know, when you're, when you're as a hockey player, you really work out with your lower body, right? Yeah. Because you need that sturdy base on the ice. You know? We, that's what we're doing. We're building that base. Yeah. Right? We want to get, um, obviously, the social media. We wanted to, you know, get Canada to know what Apna Hockey is. Right? And we're still not there yet. Right? Yeah. We're still working at that. Right? And that's the part, best part about entrepreneurship. Right? Like, being an entrepreneur, it just never stops. And you should never be content with what you have. Yeah. Never. Right? You always want more and you want to set new goals. Mm-hmm. And once you reach them, set new ones. Yeah. And I think, you know, for all any sports, you know, any athletes that are watching, especially part of the South Asian community, you know, I think Upna hockey and Upna sports represents a symbol of. It's a, it's a home, right? Yeah. It, like, that's the kind of feeling that I get from it. You know, it's a home for South Asian, um, you know, sports players that do want to pursue a career or that do want to pursue just a future, you know, anything related to um, their, sports, their respective right? sports. Right? Play for so, fun, play competitively, yeah. play with your friends. Yeah. Like, that's the beauty of sports, yeah. man. It doesn't it's, have it doesn't it have brings to people together, right? Bring people like, together, there's no right? racial boundaries. I mean, we, we just saw just, what happened in the NBA Finals, right? Yeah, the whole yeah. city, the whole country got together exactly right? like that's what no sports joke. does right yeah. and it's beautiful to see people have lot like lots of diversity right like i mean you see the nba you got that batty of the super fan yeah right i mean like he's done wonders for the game of basketball for sure right and i had an opportunity to meet with him briefly as well yeah. and the thing is we want to make sure that kids have avenues to play right nav is doing that in basketball right yeah i took on the hockey initiative right, right? and now with our board man this guy is that's not even the limit. We'll go beyond the sky, right? Yeah. So. Okay. So, like, major props to you, man. And, like, from the bottom of my heart, like, commends for yeah. what you're doing. And 
I'm really excited to see like your progress. Yeah. And obviously we'll be in touch for sure. After oh yeah, this. for sure. So now I just want to move to our concluding segment. Yeah. Now. We're going to ask you some like questions essentially, just like yeah. quick questions. And then we want to hear the advice you have per se. Yeah. Um, the one, Harsh, do you want to start off with one? or Yeah, for sure. So I guess one of the biggest questions would be what's your message to, you know, those, I guess, you know, the mini lollies out there, you know, the 10 years old, 10 year olds, the 14 year olds, the 18 year olds that do want to pursue a career in sports and that are part of the South Asian community. What message do you have for them? Don't ever fight. Ever. Right? I mean, work, you're going to. Obviously, our purpose is to have that infrastructure, have, provide a support network, Yeah. right? I mean, I've talked to a lot of hockey parents, you know, in the last two years, a lot of hockey kids, like little kids, right? The biggest thing is I tell them, you have someone in me here in Edmonton, you have someone in Calgary and Dampy. Any problems come to, you know, fruition, any problems from organizations, whatever you call us, right? I have enough of a voice, right, for here, from Edmonton to basically address any issues. Right, so like I mean, if there's struggles that these players are going through, you you come to me, right? Yeah. I mean, my contact information is all over the internet, right? I mean, I told Dams the same thing. We're doing this for the kids. Right. We're doing it so the kids don't go through what we do. Yeah. Right. And if they are, talk to me. Right. That's how how that's how direct I want to be about you know issues you know for these players that are coming up. But hey, if there's any like you know, um, you're saying like, guidance wise, mentorship wise, we're always here. Yeah. Right. We have camps you know annually. Um, I'm always a phone call away, yeah. right? Having that network and the support and guidance, man, for these kids is everything. And the most important thing, to talking to parents, right? And I was talking to a couple parents, like, they put their kids in hockey just this past year, right? They're like, we love what you do, right? And we, they see benefit in enrolling kids in sports, right? Right. And it's not just hockey, so people who are watching, oh, yeah, it's yeah. not just hockey, it's every sport. Every right? sport, so, right? Not just... just you know, expanding into Alpina Sports International, yeah, so yeah, soccer, yeah. basketball, any sport. If you guys are part of the South Asian community, yeah. or just any community, I think Lolly is a great, uh, you know, mentor, a great figure for you guys to reach out, and he'll definitely be able to guide you, uh, I guess, towards your path, your path of su- success in sports. Yeah, I want to. So, yeah, great response. I want to go to a broader audience. Yeah, you said self discovery is really important, right? Yeah. What advice would you have for somebody who's like twenty, maybe twenty two, twenty three, for like? And they don't really know what they want to do, like finding what they yeah. are about and like what they sh- what they should do essentially with yeah. their life. Like, what advice would you have? Concise. Right? I was lost, right? Like straight up. I mean, after all my hockey stuff ended, like you know, hockey was a big part of my life. Yeah. Right, and it and it's that's something I had to let go of. Right? right, and I was fairly lost after that. Yeah. Right. I mean, there was a year I took a year off high school uh, between high school and university. I was pretty lost. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I had no clue. Even in university and undergrad, doing the sciences, I was now a student. Yeah. And I was still lost, right? Because I didn't know what I wanted to do. It'll come. I think the programs that you're in, I think life itself will teach you who you are very yeah. quickly. But it's up to you to realize who you are. Yeah. Right. So I mean, uh, I don't know. It's like kind of a very hard way to say it, but like. If I didn't go into the sciences, I probably would have known, if I didn't go, like if I, actually, sorry, that, the fact that I went into the sciences, realized that maybe this is not me. Yeah. Business is me. Networking is me. Yeah. Right? But I had to, and even that realization didn't happen for a while, right? After my science degree, it took a year for me to realize, oh, I should probably do my GMAT, yeah. right? And then the hockey starts up. 
hockey, hockey stuff happened, right? Self-realization is the biggest thing. When you understand who you are, and so if there's a gap between who you think you are and yeah. who you are today, it's just self-realization. You need to understand that in your mind, you have a, probably like a, um, a version of yourself that you want to be. Yeah. Right? Getting to that is probably the toughest part. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's not easy. I'll be honest with you. I was so lost. Yeah. Right? After high school, during undergrad, it takes a lot for you to realize who you are. Yeah. And the best way to do that, again, make yourself uncomfortable. Put yourself in situations that you wouldn't put yourself in. Learn from it. Understand who you are. Right? Read books. I never used to read books. Yeah. <laughs> right? Other than textbooks and I was, like, obviously yeah. university, but... Read self-help books, right? Understand that. And like, once you start reading those books, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about other people. Yeah. Right? And then what you have in your mind is a lost, you know, like uh, yourself, like a lost lolly. Yeah. Compared to a version of lolly that I want to be. And eventually it'll get there. And something like that really resonated with me, like when people don't know what they want to do is like, you can't steer a ship that's not moving, right? So if you're exactly. not if you're not trying stuff, well, I said, be uncomfortable. Put yourself like in you're not gonna go anywhere. So you have to yeah. go Put out of that bubble. There, right? exactly. We have some of some of my uh, actually one of my really good friends. She just started up a networking session yeah. you know, here in Edmonton. Shout out to Chalk Connections. Yeah. Um, and I think it's great, right? I mean, like that's where people like you know if if you're if you want to go out you know outside of your bubble and meet some people, some movers and shakers within Edmonton, yeah. go connect with them. They're there. Right. I mean, and when you're interacting with those people, you're learning a lot about yourself and what maybe you want to do. Your goals keep changing. And I think that the biggest thing is, I think it's changing the people you surround yourself with. Right. Right. Because sometimes when you are around the same people or a very long, I'm not saying they're, that they're bad. Yeah. Or a very long time period of time. And then you, you know, you're, you're lost. Change up your social networks, right? Go go hang out with, if there's networking opportunities, you know, I know Edmonton's going to have a bunch of them coming up, right? Yeah. And I think that's the way social media is going, right? I mean, our 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 culture is going towards more of a, you know, spontaneous. Um, uh, big shout out to uh, one of my really good friends. Uh, and actually his app that he's developing now is actually an app that helps with this. Yeah. Right, and I'll go. Actually, I should go off on a little tangent. I'm gonna give him a shout out. So, uh, one of my good buddies, uh, Anthony, and uh, he's the founder of Spontively. Right. Spontively is an application that helps you know get out of your comfort zone. So basically, it's an application that so harsh right now, five kilometer radius. Do you know what's going on around you? I know it's what is it Tuesday night or sorry it's Thursday night. You know nothing's you know a whole lot going, but you don't know anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what his app does is, is based on your network and your friends, it tells you what's going on around you. Okay. Right. So I mean, if you like have a new connection, say um, you go networking, you add this guy on spontaneously, and now you know that you know this person is downtown and he's you know at an event or there's an event around you, you can go attend those events based on your proximity. Based on the oh, app. Okay. And I think it's a brilliant idea. That's dope. Right? And again, I met Anthony through Upper Hockey, right? Because yeah. he loved the idea. Mm. And he brought me in to, you know, ask about, hey, what do you think about this idea? And I think it's brilliant. Connecting people, right? Making sure that people have an opportunity to get outside of that bubble. Because sometimes it's, it's not easy. Yeah. You can just can't throw yourself out there. 
you know, maybe you need like an event or something. Yeah. So this app actually helps you connect with those events, connect with people, connect with groups, organizations, so much more easy, right? I mean, like me personally, I can step out like out of work downtown and be connected right away on what's going on after work, Yeah. right? Like, oh, is there a gala for, you know, um, you know, there's a gala for, you know, something going on over here. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, some of my buddies are there. Hey, you there? over there right? connect dope. with them right so we that's the way in my opinion so back to the the big picture society in general is i think shifting towards that yeah right and, I and think that's like the power of social that's media the power of social media i think they're shifting towards because i think so so many things are so like so many apps are superficial yeah. they don't really get into the deep nitty-gritty like hey you can connect with this guy or uh connect with this organization right away in real time that's where we're going as a society right and for those people that are lost Get out there. Get out there. Yeah, literally. Right? right? Get out there. If you have an idea, pursue it. If you fail, good. Start up another idea. Right? That's my biggest thing because you, if you get stuck in that I'm lost mentality, it's not fun being in that. Mm-hmm. You want to be found. Right. You want to have, you want to have, you want to find the right version of yourself. That, the, the version that you you think you should be. Yeah. Right? That's uh. That's actually a dope app, and that's a perfect segue to my next question. Yeah. I, just a quick, like, if you have a quick networking tip for people. Yeah. Because I noticed, like, from my personal experience, like, I go to networking events, meet a few people. Yeah. Maybe add them on LinkedIn or whatever. But, like, the issue I have is maintaining that connection or, like, yeah. growing it. Do you have any <clears throat> quick tips on how people can grow and well, make yeah. real connections rather than yeah. just, I know of this yeah. person, I know of that person? Yeah. Um, depends on uh, similarity, right? When you make these connections with those people and you don't have any similarities, you usually don't talk. Yeah. You have to have similarity. And this is my personal experience, right? This is not, I don't know if it's in a book or whatever, but like out of my personal experience, I talk to, people that I talk to hold, we still talk because we have similarities. Yeah. Right? So like, I mean, if I'm going to go talk to, um, let's just throw this, I don't know, like the CEO of Stantec. Yeah. Me and him don't really have a, I mean, a we, have, we have we have similarities, yeah. but I mean, directly to his work, I, I wouldn't say like, you know, I don't, don't really know him on that level, right? Yeah. Or we wouldn't have strike a conversation after. Find that, finding that similarity is the key thing. Because sometimes like even that CEO of Santec, even though he's a CEO of Santec, I have no clue, you know, what his day-to-day stuff is or, you know, certain projects that he's doing. How can you find similarity? Sometimes sports is a very easy. Sports yeah. is very easy for me. Yeah. Right. Sports is probably the easiest way for me to make a connection. Yeah. Right. Because that's what I do. Right. So when I talk to these people, find find a similarity. Don't just talk to them. Get to know their interests, and if it's one of your interests, you can bring that out. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Be an inter- be an interesting person. Right. That's how you build good connections. Yeah. In my opinion. And that's I think uh, just to add on what Lolly said, I think. It's all about the energy, right? Even more than the content. Like, just to reply to your question, I think it's more about the energy you put out there. I think when the first time, me, even when I met Lolly, I think it was there was a breakfast um, at, you know, Entrepreneurship Hub at the U of A. Yeah. And he was there, and when he spoke, again, right, you developed yourself into that person that when you spoke, I gravitated towards you. I was like, who is this guy, right? I'm like, I want to talk to this guy. I was like, yo, this is someone, obviously, m- maybe not the same career, but pursuing entrepreneurship myself, I was like, this is someone I want to talk to. This is someone who I can kind of learn from, right? And just creating that and putting that energy out there where people gravitate towards you, right? 
And even if you don't have anything, you know, any content to talk about, when you put that kind of energy out there, people are like, wow, this guy is just giving off so much positivity. Like, I want to yeah. talk to him. I want to be around this guy. So people just gravitate towards you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, was, like, I, was, I kept forgetting. I was like, yeah, it was how yeah. we met. Yeah. I look like, what, almost two years down the road. Now yeah. we're sitting on your podcast. Yeah. Right? I mean, I do know, I remember you from there. We met at a wedding, too. Yeah. And you kept me in the loop. Yeah. Right? Because I remember that. Right. So again, it's not like you know Harsh has a, a hockey background. Uh, we have sports, but we have similarities, yeah. right? And we like to talk, right? And we like to get our message out as well, right? So I mean, there's so many similarities that you're gonna meet so many people in life, right? Right. Um, important people, right? That find similarities, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to have, again, you have to have substance to yourself, right? And have confidence too, right? You just can't go in with a blindfold with you though. Right. A little crazy way, fact, I've never watched a hockey game live in my life. Really? I've been no one of those games? I've never watched a single really? hockey really? live game. I think I'm probably the okay. only one in Edmonton. So we're going to take, gonna take we're, me to Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to change that. We're actually for. looking into ticket donations uh, next year, yeah. for, especially like for kids that can't afford to go out. Yeah. But uh, no, man, I got some tickets. We'll, we'll take like, you out. You, like when you say when you talk, it's like you're looking for every opportunity to give and just create a service to other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're looking for an opportunity to, you know, I want to give something to you. I want to give something to you, and that resonates so much with, you know, your passion behind up in the hockey. You yeah. wanna you wanna bring joy to other people. You wanna yeah. create opportunities for other people, right? And I think that's one of the reasons why up in the hockey grew so fast, and you build those connections, and you you built it. It's what it is in two years, right? And I think it's a huge fact. And you've become a symbol for the South Asian community and especially in sports. So props to you for, you know, being who you are. And, you know, some key facts that I can take away when we kind of do conclude here is, you know, your negative experiences, right? Mm -hmm. In general, your negative experiences weren't really negative. You know, they empowered you. Empowered. And, you take negative experience and you turn them into positive. Exactly. And that's life, man. Like, you're going to have lows. Like, you're going to have lows. Right? Like, is, I felt my lows when I was a kid. Yeah. Right? yeah. You take those lows and you turn turn it into... Yeah. Like, I didn't know, like, those struggles that I went up, you know, throughout my childhood would turn me into who I am as, mm. as a 25-year-old man. Right, right. Right? It's crazy to think all those experiences molded me into mm. who I am, who I think, like, I'm proud to be me. Yeah. Right? I'm no longer lost Lolly. Yeah. I found him. Coming of age. Yeah. Right? I'm yeah. coming of age, right? Like, yeah. I found him, right? And again, a and big factor of why you find yourself is, you know, spending that time with yourself. You know, lots of people are so just, like, they're just so busy either with work, school, or, you know, maybe with with their just devices or just in, in the cyberspace. But having that time, spending that time with yourself and understanding who you are because sometimes even we don't know who we are, right? Exactly. And you spend those two or three years like after you were 20 and you're like, okay, what do I want to do? What makes me happy? What what gives me, you know, that intent of, uh, you know, fulfillment and that feeling of having purpose, right? What do I want to do? Mm -hmm. And when you have those conversations with yourself and when you invest in yourself as towards who you want to become, you know, you envision, okay, 10 years down the line, this is what I want to be doing for the community. And then you start investing in yourself to achieve that dream and to become your future self, right? Yeah. To become the best version of yourself. And that's a huge factor of who you are, you know. There's this quote where the biggest service you can do to the world is by becoming the best version of yourself. Right? Yeah. Because you became who you are, you're, you're able to create up in hockey. Right. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. Another quote that I read, I don't know who said, like, be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. yeah. Or, right. Like another one I've be heard is... Be that change, right? Like, be the mentor you needed growing up, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Like, 
Be yeah. the support you needed when you were a kid, right? Thank you. Yeah. And, and like, sorry, not to cut no, you off. No, Last opportunity I want to give you, Lolly, is just your opportunity. The stage <coughs> is yours to plug up in the yeah. hockey. Where can people find you? Social yeah. media, your website, yeah. maybe things like that. So uh, we have a website. It's called www.upnonsportsinternational.com. Right. So right now it's just specifically hockey. Yeah. Um, all our camps are actually there for registration. For specifically Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, Toronto. Yeah. Um. Again, like we're trying to build a network, right? So I mean, that's what we're trying to do. So the obviously we're very preliminary on our app development. Yeah. Right. Like these are just ideas we're bringing forward. So we we're definitely gonna get the right people involved with the app development. Yeah. That way, our athletes, the athletes that are in our community, have a voice. Yeah. That's the biggest thing, right? I think um, Instagram's great, but I want them to showcase. You know, their right. talent right? Yeah. anywhere in the world. So that's another, uh, so that's what we're working on. Um, obviously, our, we're on Facebook, right? Uh, up in Hockey School. And um, lastly, our Instagram page, yeah. which basically has everything on it yeah. since inception. It's uh, at APNA Hockey. And uh, yeah, just toss us a follow, uh, look through our post. You'll understand what we're trying to do, yeah. right? Through all our work and uh, no, it's been fun, man. Like, thank you guys for, you know, letting me come out here. This is the first time I'm actually talking, yeah. right, about, you know, my story. Uh, it's funny. I've only talked about my story once in the last two years, right? And that was at the hockey conference here at the U of A. And, you know, it's nice to do it, yeah. you know, on podcasts. I want people to know, right? right? What the true intent, yeah. where, where the intent come from, yeah. right? That's a very important thing for our organization to understand our intent and uh, what we want to do. Right. What kind of uh, footprint want to leave? Yeah, that's dope. same thing with us. You know, that's what we're trying to do as yeah. well. And you know, your stories, obviously inspiring us, and you know, becoming being a leader for our generation. But even you know, we we want to become game changers. Want to we want to become a channel to bring on game changers like you. You know what you're doing with hockey, and you know, share that voice with you know people that are watching, and you know, understand the journey behind of who you who you were and how you got there, and you know, learning at you know they can do it too. It's not yeah. just, you know, Lolly Tour, Apna Hockey, no. founder. They learn they learn the journey behind you. They yeah. learn the process, right? And you they understand. Learn... Like, once you understand yeah. what Apna Hockey is, yeah. it's not about Lolly Tour. It's not about Dampy Brar. It's not about the board members. It's not about... It's not about, that, the, yeah. it's about the next generation That's dope. of athletes, yeah. right? That's just all about. Yeah, I think this is a great place to conclude. Yeah. And yeah. man, thanks, thanks for being yeah, no on here. Problem. Thanks for your energy. Thanks yeah. for you know all your stories and you know just creating that inspira inspiration and motivation for us, for people that are watching. And yeah, we, I really appreciate your time for coming. Well, thank you. Both. And we look forward to just seeing your growth. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll be back on this podcast. Yeah. We'll talk some more. Yeah, next yeah. And uh, yeah. before we go, big shout out to Kanal from Mar Productions. I want to get him onto the video here. So come on here, man. I just want to give a big shout out to. You know, spending so much time with us behind the scenes uh, on the video. So big shout out to Kanal. Uh, go check out his work at Permark Productions. He does lots of shoots. So yeah, go check him out. A really hardworking kid, and he's gonna go to great places. Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys soon. See ya. See ya. See ya.